It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What did we take out of Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew's final availability of the 2021 season and the fact that there are no changes on the Washington football team coaching staff as of right now? We discuss all of this and more on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I am David Harrison, Washington football team writer for SI.com's Fan Nation. He is Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980, Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern and on the Odyssey app. We thank you, Washington football team fans, for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms and on Twitter at RussellMania621, at DHarrison82, and Locked at Locked WFT Pod. Chris, some interesting things happening, of course, across the, the landscape of the team. And every day we're having conversations about so many different layers of what goes into a football franchise. But, of course, recently heard from head coach Ron Rivera and from the GM Martin Mayhew. Anything stand out from their comments, especially considering the quarterback situation and the status of right guard Brandon Scherf? Yeah, so it, it's interesting, David. I, I don't know what your first initial reactions were, um, you know, from this press conference. But as I was listening to it, and then as I saw people on Twitter chirping about it, I was shocked at how many people were surprised that Ron was open and candid about turning over every stone, uh, looking at every option, exhausting all avenues. However, you know, he said it differently in a couple of different ways. Uh, during the press conference and even on uh, in his weekly interview with the uh, junkies on 106.7 The Fam, I, I was surprised by how many people were like, oh, my God, Ron was so <laughs> candid, so, you know, so out front. What yeah. do you think he's been looking at now? I, I mean, I know the actions on the field would tell you that they were supportive of Taylor Heineke. And, right. and there's no doubt they are supportive of Taylor Heineke. But just because Taylor Heineke played every single snap at quarterback, outside of the game that he was obviously out for and 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 then he was pulled in one late um but that he started every game that he played the final game in its entirety so on and so forth I, I mean that doesn't mean that Ron and Scott and Ken Zampezi are locked into him that right. they think he's a starting quarterback he may have been the best of a bad bunch or a weak bunch, quite honestly, or a suspect bunch. Yeah. And I was just blown away by how many people were like, oh, my God, I can't believe Ron actually said that they're going to be looking for a franchise quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what people expected. If if if, if anybody was surprised by Ron Rivera uh, being you know so open about the quarterback search and even Martin Mayhew saying they've been looking at this for the last couple of months or so, um, that kind of just goes to show you that even in the midst of the season, this team knew that, you know, uh, there, there again. There's a reason Ryan Fitzpatrick came in here, guys, and it's it's not because the team thought that Taylor Heineke was going to be the quarterback of the future. That being said, like Scott Turner said earlier in the week as well, like he's going to be a part of the team. Taylor Heineke is now. We kind of approach this towards the end of the season as like you know, let's see what Kyle Allen has. Let's see what else some other players 
on the team have get some individual accolades and all that. That's great. But at the end of the day, do a little bit of, of forward scouting for your team. And honestly, that might be what they were doing by playing Taylor Heineke. When you think about it, if they're talking about potentially bringing in a new starting quarterback, whether it be an Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, or a rookie, one way or another, I mean, you look at what happened with Ryan Fitzpatrick, Aaron Rodgers is not made of steel or, or vibranium. You know what I mean? Like he can go out there just like Ryan Fitzpatrick in the first quarter of the season and get injured. So they could be looking at this and saying, you know what, let's get as many reps for our backup quarterback of the future as we can right now so that we don't have to worry about it as much in 2022. And maybe they did take the approach we thought, which is playing for your future. They just took a different angle at it than, than we probably would have. Um, so again, it, it, it shouldn't be surprising except for again, to the group of people who still have this mindset of Taylor Heineke is basically a rookie. But again, I'll make the assertion. There are no rookies in the national football league this year, next year, any other year who have five years playing in the NFL system that they're playing in their first year as a starter. So Taylor Heineke, not a rookie, very inexperienced. I'll give him that. But the areas you needed to see growth in from even an inexperienced quarterback going from his first start to his 16th start, you didn't see those areas of growth. And I think that's problematic to looking at trying to stick with him, which is why the team has already been looking forward to the future. And speaking of the future, Chris, no quarterback can do anything unless they have protection. The offensive line, for the most part, going to be intact next year, which is great. I think they were a huge bright side that nobody really saw coming this season. But the biggest part of that potentially from at least a, uh, an accolade standpoint, Pro Bowls and all that is Brandon Scherf. What do you think about the comments that were made about uh, the right guard? Yeah, I think that was, hey, guys, we realize Brandon Scherf's a really good player. We've tried to do everything we can, but, I mean, this is on them. This is on Brandon and his agent. Because every chance Brandon gets to take the microphone, it's, I want to stay here for the rest of my career. I want to be here for the rest of my career. And that's been an unchanged narrative for two years. This was that I can remember the first time that Ron or Martin certainly have been that candid about what their side has tried to do to get this done long-term, now over two franchise tags. So to me, this was eye for an eye, tit for tat, however you want to label it, Mm -hmm. um, David. Um, And it was Brandon keeps saying he wants to stay here forever. Now we're going to tell you, hey, guys, we tried to make him the highest paid. Now, there's a lot of different ways you can spin highest paid. I'll I'll take Washington football fans back to when Bruce Allen uh, was running the clown show uh, and he at one point said, well, we made Kirk Cousins the it wasn't it wasn't what it was presented to be. It mm-hmm. just wasn't. As soon as you got the details, as soon as you knew what the truth was. So I'm not saying Martin lied and, and colored it up like that. What I am saying is we have to be careful to just automatically assume that the highest paid offer was 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 a legitimate structure and and deal for a five-time pro bowl guard and a one-time all pro right yeah absolutely and that's 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 key thing that people have to remember when they're looking at these conversations brandon scherf says he wants to finish his contract in washington but he ain't gonna do it for free and he may do it for a little bit of a discount but he's not gonna do it for much of a discount and honestly when players take a little bit of a hometown discount as we like to call it they like to have that hometown discount more guaranteed than usual because they're taking it, it's a little it's a handshake deal right if i'm going to take i don't know say five million dollars less than i can get on the open market to stay here with you then i don't know give me five more million guaranteed than what you would normally 
give me for, you know, reward me for doing that. And then when Martin Mayhew says, you know, we just want everybody to know we did everything we could. We offered to make him the highest paid right. guard in history. Okay. But how much of that is incentives? How much of that is injury protected? How much of that is guaranteed? Those are all very, very important things uh, to, to realize. And honestly, unless a contract gets signed, there, there's a very good chance that we're never going to find out what the exact details of that quote unquote highest paid contract uh, in history was going to be. So it, it's, it's, that's why it's, it's, it's always a little bit, you want to hesitate a little bit when you're judging any side of the conversation, because again, look, think about anybody in your job, you may love working where you work, but are you going to continue to work there uh, for less money than you can get across the street at your competitor? I mean, if, if so, then, then that's fantastic. But most people aren't built that way, especially when you're out there and, and you really only have like a 10 year uh, shelf life for your career. And Brandon Scherf has certainly experienced the downsides of, of potential uh, career shortening issues. Uh, speaking of career shortenings, Chris, no coaching staff changes as of now for the Washington football team, Washington, whatever they're going to be in the future. Is that a surprise to you or not? And is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, you know, I, I would say as of Thursday afternoon, David, it's a little bit surprising to me. I thought there would be a change somewhere uh, on the staff at some point. There was a lot of speculation, as you know, last week and really in the last couple of weeks of the season about Jack Del Rio. He put the wet blanket on that saying he wasn't going anywhere and he was definitely coming back. That didn't stop the speculation. I don't think Jack Del Rio should be let go. I don't think Scott Turner should, Nate Katzer should, but I am a little bit surprised that maybe there hasn't been so far a lower positional group change uh, along the way. Remember, Jack Del Rio was hired from outside of the Carolina family and he inherited all of these defensive position coaches that Ron put together uh, as part of his first and initial staff year. Yeah, I mean, I, I go back to this. I think if you'd asked me midseason if I expected Jack Del Rio to still be here at the end of the year, if this thing didn't go well, I'd probably say no. But then you look at kind of what happened, and it's unfortunate that an injury to Chase Young uh, and then what happened with Montez Sweat really kind of had to emphasize it. But And Ron has talked about this during the season. He talked about it again at the end of the season. Guys just doing their job, just going where your assignment tells you to go, fill the gap you're supposed to fill. The, the play doesn't care who makes it is, is one of his favorite things to say. Uh, and I think you saw that a lot with the Washington defense, and they definitely got better through the course of the season. So a little bit more confidence in what Jack Del Rio is trying to do with that group uh, because if you if you look across the board, and it wasn't just Chase Young by any means, but he's one of the faces of the franchise, so he's the name that's going to get thrown around the most. If you go out there as Chase Young, as Montez, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, et cetera, et cetera, just do what you're asked to do in the scheme and let the play come to you, then it, it's shown that to at least a certain extent uh, it, it can be successful. We could all use an edge, especially when it comes to gambling. And I want to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving bettors the edge throughout the playoffs or providing you the best NFL tips, news, and more to help you make your bets as informed as ever. The experts at OnlineGambling.com have sent us the challenge of putting our knowledge to the test and coming up with my early Super Bowl prediction to see how much of an expert we really are. I really am. I'm sticking with Bucks versus Bills. My preseason prediction of course, we'll keep a close eye on those predictions as the playoffs continue. OnlineGambling.com gives betters the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, every day. That includes their OG tips section where you'll find their own Super Bowl picks as well as the inside track on how to beat the odds throughout the NFL playoffs. Make sure you visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL for all the latest gambling news, tips, and info to beat the odds and give you the edge throughout the playoffs. 
Remember, onlinegambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. All right, Washington football team fans, David Harrison, Chris Russell, we have an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. I just got told I have to go back to the radio station basically starting in March. So you know I'm going to be majorly using my Get Upside app because I need to save money on every gallon of gas that I spend with the kind of commute that I'm once about, uh, once again about to have. Um, and you, you can save up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time you fill up if you just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or the Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. And guess what, guys? You're going to get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. Again, that's up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Who can afford $3.50 a gallon, whatever it is in your local town? And the prices are all over the place. Get cash back using GetUpside. Again, download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. You get that 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who are driving a lot, making as much as two to $300 back per month, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right back to your account. You can cash out anytime. Uh, to your bank account, PayPal, eGeth card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cashback on your first tank. Again, that's promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, thanks for making the Locked on Washington football team podcast your first listen each and every day, along with David Harrison. You can follow David on Twitter at DHarrison82. Read him on SI.com's Fan Nation covering the WF team for as long as they're known that. Uh, and uh, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at WrestleMania621, at WrestleMania621. Uh, and again, part of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980, the Washington football team's flagship radio station. Follow the podcast at Locked WFT Pod. David, why don't we hit up the voicemail line, which you guys can do, uh, of course, 24 hours a day. Just keep them short and sweet and make sure you identify yourself. 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. Let's get the voice of the fan involved. Gentlemen, David and Chris. Thank you guys so much for doing what you guys do and keeping us motivated throughout this lovely season we just had, and uh, especially during the off-season, because I know uh, you guys keep us all motivated. And, yes, you are my first listener of the day. Uh, but, anyway, we just want to get things off the chest, guys. Uh, I, I, I truly don't know what our, our fans are so upset for nowadays, guys. I mean, we had a backup quarterback the entire season, and we went 7-10. and 10. I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of confused here. Uh, we, we lost Logan Thomas, Curtis Samuel, J.D. McKissick. The offensive line was riddled from the beginning. Uh, I'm pretty sure we went through five starters at the center position. I mean, come on now. I mean, our secondary was completely – I mean, I'm, and, and no offense to you guys, but y'all were lost the first half of the season. I mean, completely lost. Uh, you know, obviously that, you know, position all over the place, Chase Young, Montez, Sweat, all those boys. I mean, come on now. We were, we were doomed from the beginning, guys. And we went seven and ten. Look at the rest of the NFL. I'm taking that. I'm taking that to the bank every single day of the week. And please, for dear Lord, on everything I love, please draft a veteran free agent quarterback. We do not have the time or the patience anymore. I know for Washington fans, regardless of the team name that is coming, we do not have time for a rookie quarterback, Ron Rivera. So that is all I got, guys. Uh, once again, we all love you. We support you. 
Uh, and please keep up the hard work. You guys are awesome. Uh, this is Curtis out of Leesburg, Georgia. Love you guys. All right, Curtis, thank you so much for the very, 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 very kind uh, words. Where did he say out of Leesburg, yeah, Georgia? So. Yep. Did I hear that right? Okay. Uh, when he said Leesburg at right. first, I thought Leesburg, Virginia, which is, uh, of course, not yeah. too far away from the team facility. But Leesburg, Georgia, we appreciate you guys, uh, as always, in the kind words. Uh, David, I mean, obviously, you can hear the frustration in the boy. You know, one thing that probably, with, with all the focus being on the quarterback, one thing that probably doesn't get enough – Focus is the problems on the back end in the secondary. Uh, not the, the first half of the year was awful. They started to get much better even before the winning streak. But then there were some issues because of injuries, most notably to William Jackson III. COVID obviously was a factor. It cost them, you know, a, a game each for, you know, Kendall Fuller, uh, for Cameron Curl. Uh, Bobby McCain really was the only guy – by my account, that stayed healthy all year. And he was part of the problem in the beginning part of the season. So, yeah, there was no doubt against a gauntlet of great quarterbacks that the secondary not being as good as what they hoped and thought was a major problem. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, you, you look at the development of the team over the course of the season and, you know, it, it's it, I, I hate to use the word lost because I don't necessarily think that people were were lost in, in what they were doing. I think it's just... It, it, there were there were efforts, and, and we kind of keep harping back to what Ron Rivera says. And, and times where people are doing too much, times where people are doing too little, and that that's a, it's a human nature thing. Um, honestly, the Buccaneers are getting ready for the for the playoffs, and linebacker Devin White has kind of plateaued in in his play this season. So somebody asked Bruce Arians, you know, why do you think that's kind of been a thing? He said he's trying to do too much. Like it's the motivation is always in the right place, right? Even Taylor Heineke, some of these these terrible throws that we see in these plays. The motivation is always in the right place, and it's always hard to kind of criticize somebody where the motivation is in the right place. But in in this business, it's not it's not enough for the intention to be good. The performance has to be good, and when it's not, that's when people have to kind of figure things out. So while it might look a little bit lost, it's it's and again to kind of lean on what Ron said, if it's only one person that's that's you know doing too much or stepping out of line, you can you can easily kind of correct that. But when it's more than one person, that's what makes it more difficult. And I think that's what you had is you had a team that was trying to prove themselves, especially on defense. They're trying to prove that they were going to be the top dogs in the league, and you had multiple people trying to make that play, like Ron says, and so that's what makes it a little bit harder to, 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 to resolve. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you know, that's just one of the problems, unfortunately, for the Washington football team that they've got to figure out, obviously. do How much more help do they need at corner? Do they re-sign... Uh, Bobby McCain, all of that. Obviously, we will address that more in detail as we go along. David, I wanted to ask you this. Get your thoughts on this. A year after the Washington football team gave then the eventual Super Bowl champion Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a good ride on a Saturday night at FedEx Field. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to try and do the same. Certainly, they're going to give it their best shot. They're big underdogs. Um, and we'll you know pick these games uh, later on. Here's a quick question for you. How far is the Washington football team behind the Eagles, considering the Eagles swept the series, uh, the season series, I should say, and they're in the playoffs? I don't think they're very far behind at all. And, and again, you know, you hate to, to sound like a broken record, um, but I think this team is is solid quarterback play away from winning three more games this year. And, and you go back to the earlier part of the season, especially in the games against like the Denver Broncos. I still contest this team could have beaten the Green Bay Packers. 
potentially could have taken advantage of Kansas City Chiefs team that was kind of reeling uh, at the moment when they faced them as well. And I think if you get more consistent, uh, more stable quarterback play, you go back to the Saints game as well with those early turnovers from James Winston. Like there are a lot of opportunities here where if you look at it and you have uh, the right type of execution and consistent execution um, for, from your offense, you put up enough points and you win. You come away with wins in those games and you're, you have 10 wins now or potentially 11 if you win them all. That's not likely. But I think this team is really is very close, I think closer than a lot of people realize to being nearly a 10-win team. And that speaks really good for speaks really well for the future, especially when you consider the fact that Curtis Samuel didn't play really at all in, in the season. And when he did, he was always recovering or getting his feet under him or whatever. Like there was never you never really got to see the full Curtis Samuel uh, in the, in this season. So if you get him back and then Logan Thomas, et cetera, et cetera, um, I think the team is very close to being competitive in the division like we predicted they would and like we expected them to be just basically from the from the beginning of the season, everything essentially uh, once like after after J.K. Dobbins got injured in that final preseason game from that point on, everything basically worked against the Washington football team, what they were trying to do. You know, it, it's interesting as as disappointing as this offense was, as disappointing as this year was uh, my buddy Grant Paulson uh, from 106.7 The Fan, a uh, longtime pal. Uh, did a side-by-side offensive stat comparison last year to this year, the merry, the complete merry-go-round in 2020, uh, the sort of merry-go-round in 2021 with an extra. You know, they scored the same amount of points in 2021 in 17 games with less merry-go-round at quarterback than they did in 2020. 335 points each of the last two years, exactly on the nose. Again, the only difference is 2021, David, right. as you know, had 17 games and two less quarterbacks that actually played. That, that is, yeah. I mean, that's pretty yeah. incredible. Uh, some of the, you know, some of the other numbers are pretty, you know, similar, um, and and in some ways better, and in some ways worse. Uh, they're, you know, they are what they are. We know this offense is not good enough. The other area, real quickly, that they are exactly similar, 2020 to 2021, which is. It's just crazy ironic. 64.7 completion percentage in each of the two years. So points and completion percentage exactly the same 2020 to 2021. How about that? Pretty interesting. Yeah. And you come away with seven wins. And and like, I mean, it kind of reinforces what I just said. You get better quarterback play. You get better offensive production as a whole. You get a little bit healthier there. Then you increase both of those numbers. And in theory, right, you increase the win production. Uh, as well. Look, no matter what's coming for the Washington football team, Chris, including the new name and a new quarterback, potentially, if fans once again feel that excitement and feel that buzz building for the team and they want to take advantage of early lines on division winners, Super Bowl winners, stuff like that, they can do so over at betonline.ag, who's ha- wishing all betters a happy new betting year as we continue our move towards the NFL playoffs kicking off this weekend. Bet online remains your number one spot for all your best sports wagering action in 2022. New year, new updated desktop and mobile websites to sign up at. So if you haven't already, please do so. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on as you get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of everything available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts and something Chris that we also know can be successful to the fullest extent are built bars, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And with the new year 
People have New Year's resolutions. A lot of those typically have to do with getting fit, losing weight, eating healthier, whatever it is. And Built Bar can help you achieve all of those goals because, again, it's protein bar. tastes like a candy bar. Even better than a candy bar, if you ask me. And I think if you ask Chris, when you talk about especially the peanut butter brownie, you talk about the mint brownie, those things are better than a lot of candy bars out there on the market. It'll help you stick to those resolutions because you're going to want to eat them. And they're making you eat healthy just by doing it. And then those times where you say, you know what, though? I want a little bit of chocolate. Well, guess what? Built Bars covered in 100% chocolate. So you get all of the things you're looking for in your resolution right in one convenient package. Most of these bars have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and they pack 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So get rid of your candy stash, replace it with a built bar stash. If you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least replace something unhealthy in your diet with something that is much healthier for you with built bars. And the amazing flavors always will keep you entertained. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, like we mentioned, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, just to name a few. And built bar always has new products coming out almost on a monthly basis. So head over to built.com now and often check out what's going on over there use the promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your next order that's built.com promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off of the best protein bar you will ever try wrapping up this episode of the locked on washington football team podcast david harrison and chris russell on twitter at russellmania 621 at d harrison 82 and at locked wft pod and chris is playoff weekend super wild card weekend uh i still don't like this Monday night wild card game. I just, I just don't appreciate it. I think whoever wins that game is automatically put behind the eight ball, but Hey, it is what it is. And, and, you know, the league's going to make money, how they can make money and, and players will. It's all for TV, yeah. David. They don't care about compromised advantages and, and, and or disadvantages. And, and, and you mentioned the Monday night game and sort of jump in. Think about the Raiders. They played 70 minutes yeah. of football late Sunday night. And now have to travel to Las Vegas, not for a Sunday game, not for a Monday game. No, no, no. They have to travel to Cincinnati on Friday to get ready for a Saturday, 430 Eastern time playoff game. The NFL does not care one ounce, one ounce about competitive disadvantages. They never have. Absolutely. I think they're just being a little bit more bold in how they display it. But hey, it is what it is. We've got a a long list of of very good games, Chris, and we're going to we're going to pick these games. Uh, and just so everybody knows, we're gonna we're gonna identify the spread, but we're picking straight up. So we're going money line. So if you're new to gambling, if you go to the gambling right. site, you see the money line block. That's what we're we're picking here in this. And and let's start off with those Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr on the Las Vegas Raiders winning that game against the Los Angeles Chargers to put themselves in the playoffs. Uh, the Chargers not doing themselves any favors by calling late timeouts, and they're facing Joe Burrow and the upstart Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals at home. AFC North champs favored by five again, Saturday, 4 30 PM. How much does that, uh, that late week 18 game impact your decision here? And who do you have winning this game? Yeah. I, I mean, I think all of it does. Uh, and, and, and I think the Raiders are in a really tough situation to try and emotionally get up for this game on such a short week, turnaround travel, all of that. And quite honestly, to play a better opponent in the Cincinnati Bengals, David, I'm going with the Bengals. Uh, And even though we're picking straight up, unfortunately, as resilient and as plucky as the Raiders have been, Mm. uh, I think Cincinnati's probably going to win this game by at least a touchdown. Yeah, I've got the Bengals as well. And, you know, I I love me some Derek Carr and I like what the Raiders have have been able to do and rally around uh, each other and and their interim head coach and all those things. But I think this is where the road ends for them. The fatigue, the drama, all of it. And the Bengals are just kind of 
hungry and, and ready to prove that they belong in the conversation. I've got them winning by about 10. Again, that game, the first one of the weekend, kicks off Saturday at 4.30 p.m. And then Saturday night, 8.15 p.m., we've got Bill Belichick making his triumphant return to postseason <laughs> football as the New England Patriots visit the Buffalo Bills. Not a situation he's used to. Bills favored by four. Yeah, it's hard to pick against Bill Belichick in the playoffs, but remember, they lost plenty of opening round or first play, uh, not plenty, but some uh, in in the Tom Brady era. And and certainly, I'm sorry, Mac Jones is nowhere near Tom Brady, and he never will be. Uh, And I know the New England Patriots won on Monday Night Football in Buffalo a couple of weeks ago and only had to pass three times. The weather is going to be really cold, windy, but it's not going to be anywhere near what it was a couple of weeks ago. They're going to need Mac Jones to pass. I think that's a perfect situation for the Bills' pass rush and the Bills' secondary, even though they were a little short uh, on that. They have two excellent safeties, uh, and Jordan Poyer is really the man. Uh, And I I think I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills at home uh, on Saturday night to extract a little revenge against Belichick for what they did on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I mean, this this third time these these two teams match up, and I think you have – a coaching staff that has more veteran presence and more ability to adjust to what they know the Patriots are going to bring in Buffalo than, than on the other side of the ball. I mean, you've got plenty of coaching mentality and smarts on the sideline there in New England, obviously, but Mac Jones is kind of limited by what he can do in his first year NFL season. And, and I think you hit the nail right on the head. I got the bills winning that one as well. Plus the bills were my preseason Super Bowl prediction uh, to represent the AFC. So I kind of have to stick with them, I think. Right. Um, kicking I off. I think so. I, I, I think that's a smart thing. And by the way, yeah. uh, I think I picked them as well. I think we had separate opponents, but yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure I picked them. I know I bet on them on uh, on betonline.ag. <laughs> I still have that going for me. Yeah. Uh, I forgot the odds, but I, I, I know I just saw that uh, in my account. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping, hoping for that. Well, I win $6,000 if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win the Super Woo! Bowl again, and they are who I that? picked to win the Super Bowl and to represent the NFC. And they kick off Sunday's slate of games hosting mm. Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Buccaneers favored by eight and a half. Now, this line yeah. has moved. It opened, if I remember correctly, at eight and a half, moved to nine for the for the crossover I did uh, with Louis DiBiase over at Locked On Eagles. And now it's back to eight and a half points. So I don't know what's happening there, but that line is moving a little bit, but it still has right. the Buccaneers winning by more than a score. What do you think is going to happen in Raymond? I mean, we assume Leonard Fournette and Levante David are going to be activated. I know the practice window has been activated as of this recording. We assume they'll be good to go for Sunday, right? But even with that, I I think the Bucs win this game, David, but I think the Eagles give them a a, a good little scare. I, I, I don't, you know... I mean, if I had to make a a, a wager, I, I would say Eagles plus the five, eight and a half. But I do think the Bucks will find a way to win this game, maybe by just a field goal. Though yeah. I think the Eagles will be more of a pain than people realize. Yeah, I, I, there, listen, there are some Buccaneers fans who say this would be a slam dunk, forty to ten type of thing. And and to to the credit, when the Buccaneers and Eagles faced earlier this season in Week Six, the Bucks put twenty one points on them in the first half. Jumped out to a 21 nothing lead. Uh, the, the Eagles did end up making it close. And the final score ended up being like 28-22, something like that. They did end up covering that week's spread on the back end. But honestly, the Buccaneers were in control of that game the entire time. There are a lot of changes from that game to this game. If you want to hear all of it, check out the crossover episode I did with Louie. I'm not going to go into it here on the Lockdown Watch Football Team podcast. But I do think the Buccaneers win. But I do think the Eagles cover. So that's uh, that's that's some some food for thought there for you. Levante David, I don't expect him personally, Chris, to play this weekend. Leonard Fournette, I do expect to play. Okay. 
All right, that's an interesting little nugget there. That yeah. might keep that game uh, even closer. The next game after that is 49ers at Cowboys uh, in that prime 430 window uh, at Dallas. Um, you know, look, the Cowboys, David, have not fared well mm-hmm. in a lot of their first playoff games, whether as, you know, a wild card team or a division winner or a number one seed uh, or a number yeah. two seed under the old format after a bye. They have not fared well. And this 49er team, again, much like the Raiders, they had to empty out the gas tank last Sunday to beat the Rams and come from behind 17-0. I I feel differently about the 49ers, though, than I do about the Raiders. And maybe this is my bias against the Cowboys or maybe my, my heart because I love the 49ers coaching staff, so many guys that I got to work with and cover. I'm going to go with the 49ers in a surprise <laughs> Russell upset special. Yeah, listen, this is this is my upset pick for the, for the weekend as well, 49ers over oh. Cowboys. Um I just I just think when the playoffs defense usually wins out more than offense, the 49ers have a much better defense. Cowboys defense has has played better, don't get me wrong, and there and there are no slouches uh themselves, but I think that 49ers defense can do some things against the Cowboys offense and if the 49ers can get that ground game working, that short pass game working, a little bit. I think they can do some damage and look, it's Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I, I got to see him in the NFC South for, for a lot of years. He is an incredibly intelligent football mind. They've got one of the best offensive coordinators in the NFL on their side as well. I expect the 49ers to be fully ready to face the Cowboys. And I mean, this takes me back to my childhood, like nineties, 49ers Cowboys. That's where it was at. So I'm looking forward to seeing this matchup again, and I'm looking forward to seeing the 49ers leaving Dallas with a victory. All right, and how about the Steelers and the Chiefs? I'll go quickly on this one. I think the Steelers keep it close for a little bit, especially if they can run the ball, but the Chiefs eventually win. Yeah, Chiefs are favored by 12.5 points. I don't think they're going to hit that. I think you're probably looking at a 10-point win for the Chiefs, but again, a double-digit win in today's NFL is pretty much considered a blowout. All right, and the final game, that Monday night game that you don't like, and I don't blame you, uh, one bit, this game should be on a Saturday, uh, whatever. Uh, Cardinals at the Rams at SoFi Stadium, Rams favored by four. Yeah, I've got the Rams. I just I think the Cardinals have been exposed to be what I pretty much thought they were all season long, and they were started. They started proving me wrong. It's actually kind of funny, Chris. The first time I voted them for the number one spot in our network power rankings is when the wheels started falling off. I kind of feel bad about that, but I kind of don't. This game is a matter of who do I trust less? Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay and the Rams, Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, and the Cardinals, who are terrible at home, but really good on the road. Ultimately, I don't trust either team, but I trust the Rams just a little bit more. Don't know if they cover the four, but I'm going to go slightly with the Rams in a game that, you know, just cover your eyes. It's I don't think this game is going to be as good as people (laughs) think it's going to be. All right, that's going to, uh, you know, kind of wrap up, uh, I, I guess, the week of coverage. Uh, we, gosh, we have so much uh, left to do and so much to attack, obviously, as the rumors and the speculation go. The Washington football team, guys, just um, – we'll give you all the details on this next week. They just announced a big fan event uh, for Friday, February the 4th, after they – uh, you know, reveal the team's name. We'll give you all the details uh, on that next week. So something to stay tuned for. Uh, and we'll uh, talk about, um, you know, what they're going to be doing and how they're going to be celebrating it, whether it's a, a good plan or a not good plan. Uh, plus, uh, we'll have something that we wanted to try and get to about FedEx Field. 
uh, next week. Thanks to Curtis for the voicemail. We really appreciate it. If you want to hop in on the voicemail, 301-615-3577. That's again, 301-615-3577. Occasionally we get an email like we did earlier this week. It's LockWFTPod at Gmail. Com. Thanks again for making the Locked on Washington football team your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Again, back next week. Now make your second listen of the day, the Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. It's Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. For David Harrison, covering the Washington football team for SI.com's Fan Nation, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Metter Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We'll be back next week right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.